And Chris Goforth, play-by-play man for said Friday Night Rivals, joins us now. Chris, appreciate the time again uh, this week. How you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Good. We uh, had, uh, I think, so full disclosure, I think we may have had as many uh, technical snafus on the Friday Night Rivals last Friday as Joe and Kurt did here with uh, RedZoneScores.com. So yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, week one was what? Well, it was week one. It was our preseason. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back. I mean, I, you know, uh, I'd just like to point out that you and I tend to hold ourselves to a higher standard, clearly, than Joe and uh, and Kurt. So I, I, you know, that the same was an off night for us. Is uh, I mean, that when you take it to that level, Clay. That's- <laughs> Just a couple of uh, the takeaways for you on week one. Uh, obviously, the two teams we're uh, covering this Friday night, in Bradley Central and uh, Walker Valley, got big wins, uh, offensive explosions. Uh, so did McCauley. So just start where you want. Uh, just any takeaways that uh, jumped right out at you uh, from last Friday night? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, those teams that you uh, that you mentioned, they certainly jumped out. I thought the way uh, Boyd Buchanan handled business against Greenback, uh, jumped out. I mean, it's not, and I understand, you know, Greenback, uh, granted, it, it may be a, uh, you know, kind of a, a tough year for them or, or a down year, but man, still, you don't, you don't see Greenback getting whipped, uh, the way Boyd Buchanan did them on, uh, on Friday night. And I, you know, I came away from, uh, the Jamboree thinking that Silverdale looked really, really improved. And, uh, and I don't know if you guys saw any of the highlights of that. Um, Connor Delashment, the uh, running back for uh, Silverdale, had over 200 yards rushing, and he posted his, uh, his highlights from that game on Twitter. Man, they just couldn't tackle that kid. I mean, he was like, it looked like some Earl Campbell, Herschel Walker kind of stuff, man. He's just dragging kids down the field because they couldn't get him down. So I thought Silverdale looked really uh, improved. At the um, uh, at the jamboree, and I thought they, uh, you know, that kind of carried over into week one for them. So I think I think Division two football and that class double A with with Boyd and uh, Silverdale, man, that's going to be, uh, you know, we we've always poked fun and called it the holy war when those two get together. But you know, that's a game that's probably going to mean something uh, this year. I, I think there's going to be some, uh, you know, some playoff implications and seating on the line uh, that'll go far beyond just bragging rights this year. Oh, yeah, you throw CCS in there with their sophomore running back, Boo Carter, who's got some speed and scored against McCauley early, uh, and you've got uh, one heck of a three-way battle, I think, for that region. DeLashmet played so well for Silverdale last week that he actually garnered the uh, uh, Times Free Press Player of the Week, six foot, hundred ninety pounder. Like you said, he is a load to bring down. Three touchdowns, two hundred thirty-six yards on only fifteen carries. Wow, that is impressive from Connor Delashment. So tip of the cap there. Uh, Red Bank and Cleveland. You know, I picked in the paper. I picked Red Bank, and I thought, okay, we we don't know what we've seen from Cleveland the last couple of years. Last year was a uh, what I considered a big di- disappointment for. Uh, you know, the, the standard that Cleveland football has been. But, boy, they bounce back in a big way. They beat Red Bank. What a, I mean, I should have known. Look, Cleveland is Cleveland when it's all said and done. They don't ever not have speed and big guys up front and things like that to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, Tito Boyd had a uh, 
he had a big night for them. And, and, you know, I think the most impressive thing about it uh, to me, guys, was, you know, Cleveland's defense. I mean, when you can go up against those guys that, that Red Bank has, and Red Bank definitely has some playmakers for sure, when you can go up against them and, and hold them to, you know, what was it, a touchdown and a field goal or something? I mean, when you can when you can keep them under, you know, three touchdowns, I think you're doing something. And then, you know, Destin Thomas, I, I you know, I guess he is everything he's been billed to be up at Cleveland because he certainly looked good on uh, on Friday night. But between him and Tito Boyd, I mean, I think Cleveland's got, you know, look, are we ready to say Cleveland is back and then they're back to being the Cleveland of old? Not going to go that far yet, but, man, I certainly think they've got a chance to to beat some people and be really good with uh, so long as they can keep those skill guys healthy and they can keep playing defense like that. To your point, holding Red Bank to 10 points is pretty dang remarkable. Uh, Tito Boyd rushed for 156 yards on 24 carries, and uh, Destin Thomas, who you spoke of at wide receiver, had 135 yards on six catches, including an 80-yard touchdown uh, on a screen pass. So, yeah, just like we said, playmakers, if you hadn't really heard of them much, and we have heard of Tito Boyd, but there's always going to be some in Cleveland. I mean, that's just the way it goes uh, for that school. Yeah, and Boyd's been the guy, I guess, that has probably gotten most of the attention the last couple of years. But I know from talking to people, talking to other coaches and stuff, it seems like, uh, you know, there's certainly the guy that is getting the, the college interest is, is Destin Thomas. And, you know, at, at what level he plays, um, you know, can he be, um, you know, can he be an SEC level player i think that's something that folks may still trying to figure out with him but i certainly think he's uh you know it sounds like he's definitely going to be at the worst an fcs level kid at the next level yeah i would say you know uh at least that depending on i guess yeah. growth and, and and everything else uh you know if these guys be able to get back to some sort of camp type situation in the summer that's where they kind of make a name for themselves and i know when uh, I saw some football previews with Rusty Wright, and he felt like uh, that's they were able to get some guys that probably would have uh, shown up and shown out at some camps that you know UTC just kept on recruiting him or whatever, and they land here, but probably should be at a higher level at some point in time. Uh, but I know they'll take it. But that my point is, you got to get in front of those coaches' eyes and see them. You know, video only does so much. You see them face to face and and see that speed up close and personal. Then that, that uh, makes a difference. It sure does, man, big time. I'm not. I'm not sure if yeah. I'm ready to buy into Cleveland just yet because it's been uh, was it four or five years. Maybe three years since they've had a winning season. Feels like so, longer, Joe. yeah, it does. It does. It's not the Cleveland that I played against uh, when I was in high school, and that was you know a few years back. You got some scars still from that. Uh, yes, we won't <laughs> get into the Dante Hickey years. Yeah, please don't. But still, not, still have nightmares about that. Uh, but I, I want Cleveland to be back because I think uh, football is better in this area when they are good. It was a yeah. good start for with that win over Red Bank. For oh, sure. Yeah. When you look yeah, at to your point. To your point, Quake, I think one of the uh, – I think the kid from Bradley Central, the Burke kid that UTC ended up getting, uh, one of the Burke twins, I, you know, if you have camps uh, last year, I don't know that that kid is available for Chattanooga. Agreed. Uh, on national on national signing day. And so I think, you know, the, the combination of lack of camps because of the, the uh, pandemic, and then you couple that, with 
the transfer portal and the kind of a log jam of, of players that are uh, the roster management that all these coaches are having to to get into now, I think the trickle down effect could be uh, could be big for UTC. You know, yes. I think there may be some guys there that would be available for Chattanooga now that in years past you wouldn't be able to get because of you know they're going to the Sun Belt or the American Athletic or where Conference USA wherever that may be. So to uh, back to Cleveland, they get they beat Red Bank on the road. They go at McMinn County this week, and then they host Bradley Central. That is one heck of a three game series to start the year. Uh, but I I know we're excited about our game on the uh, CW Chattanooga with our Friday night rivals as uh, Bradley Central uh, travels to Walker Valley. Walker Valley with brand new turf. We got a chance to talk with Damon Floyd yesterday. We got a chance to talk with uh, Drew Aikens today. So uh, just learning about that that rivalry. Let's face it, Walker Valley's only won once, once out of sixteen games. I think they're. Or is it one in sixteen, one in fifteen uh, against Bradley Central? They've been the bully on the block, and, and let's face it, Walker Valley, always known for high-powered offense. But before Drew got there, the defense was suspect. <laughs> it was real suspect. Yeah, well, you know, he's brought in his defensive coordinator uh, was a guy that was at um, did a really good job at Sequatchie County. He was the defensive coordinator under Adam Kane when Kane was the head coach at, at Sequatchie County. And um, Squatchie County was really good those years defensively uh, when uh, uh, Taylor Harvey was there. And so he's kind of brought, I think it's that same sort of mindset uh, that the defense they run is, I mean, it's a 3-3 stack. It's, it's honestly, it's really similar to what the same defense that uh, Ricky Ross ran when he was at Marion County and at McCauley. It's that. 3-3 stack that is designed specifically to slow down spread offenses um, where you're using, you know, you got a, a nickel back that can play down in the box against the run if you need him to, and he's also a guy that you can split out and he can, you know, cover the slot receiver if you need. So it's very similar to that, um, and, you know, clearly it's been, uh, you know, really – effective for them even going back to last year i think that really got lost last year when folks talked about walker valley because it was so easy to get caught up in tucker pope and the numbers and all of that but and they shut out four people last year you know they had four shutouts a year ago and i thought really played well i wondered going into the year you know they lost i think six starters seven starters something like that off that defense last year I wondered if they could be as good this year defensively as they were last year. And then talking to Drew today, he's like, well, you know, we got like 11 guys coming back on defense that lettered last year. They might not have all started, but they all played a lot. And so I think there's been some carry over there. And, uh, you know, they look obviously an impressive job by them uh, against Notre Dame on Friday night. It seems to have, uh, you know, certainly been some carry over from where they were a year ago. Well, we're expecting big things because it is uh, in 6A, number 7, Bradley Central, versus in 5A, number 6, Walker Valley. So they're both ranked in the top 10 in the AP in their respective uh, uh, classifications. Cleveland getting some uh, others receiving votes in the 6A. Uh, 4A has East Hamilton and Red Bank, both others receiving votes. That's going to be a tough one to uh, break into, but I think uh, we see East Hamilton and Red Bank probably in the top 10 
at some point in time uh, for 3A Brainerd, Signal Mountain, and Sequatchie County, all getting uh, others receiving votes. 2A has Meigs County at number one, and uh, also seeing Marion County, Tyner, and Bledsoe County, others receiving votes there. South Pittsburgh remains South Pittsburgh. They're number three in class single A. And then in the uh, Division Two, you got Boyd Buchanan in at number four. Uh, and in 3A, you got Macaulay at number one in the state, and Baylor, others receiving votes too. So uh, going back, just your, your uh, thoughts on... Uh, on some of these teams that uh, that we expect to be good, they just kind of have to win win a couple games before they get that kind of statewide recognition in Nashville. Yeah, there's there's not ten teams in the state better than Marion County. Um, I don't think there's two teams in one A better than South Pittsburgh. So I, I think both of those teams need to be. Uh, you know, South Pittsburgh probably deserves to be one or two. Marion certainly deserves to be uh, in the top ten. I think Bledsoe County. Uh, is is another one that deserves to be right there, and and I agree with you. I think uh, East Hamilton and uh, and Red Bank, one of those two, uh, is in, you know as I see it, is going to be the team that represents this area uh, in four A, going however deep into the playoffs that that they can go. And I think by the end of the year, um, one it'd be great to see both of those two teams ranked in the top ten. Going into that matchup, in, uh, in I guess that would be week 10 of the regular season or week 9, the next to the last week of the regular season, whatever we call that now. Right. Uh, to, see, to see those teams be ranked in the top 10 going into it, that'd be pretty cool. And I guess the secret is, uh, is out about uh, East Hamilton and, and what they've got going on at uh, quarterback. Uh, you know, I talked to Grant Reynolds over the summer, and he led me to believe that. Jeremiah Flemings would be his uh, his quarterback uh, this year, and then lo and behold, they trot out uh, Lake Clark, and uh, man, they they kept that kid a secret, but he lit it up for uh, for East Hamilton the other night against against Udawah. Once they kind of shook the jitters off. It seemed like they were uh, they were firing on all cylinders in that second half. Yeah, he told us that BS too, man. I'm telling you, I was like, "What?" What's it? All of a sudden, Lake Clark comes out. <laughs> I thought we were boys. Yeah, exactly. Eleven of twenty-one <laughs> for 192 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, uh, oh, that, I mean, that was the best snow job of all time by Mr. Reynolds all summer long because we had him on a couple times too and that's all he kept talking about. Oh, you're not going to believe how good of a quarterback Clements is. Oh, man, we got suckered, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's what, it's, listen, I, I never trust that guy. Never trust that guy. <laughs> not when it comes to talking about his team, right? Uh, if he's going to hold one hold the ace in his pocket, then uh, I don't blame him for doing that, to be honest with you. So looking forward to our broadcast again, Walker Valley hosting Bradley Central. And uh, it all starts 7.30 on the CW Chattanooga Friday night. And uh, looking forward to it, brother. Yeah, man. See you guys then. All right, sounds good. Chris Goforth from uh, Friday Night Rivals. And, uh, of course, our Center for Sports Medicine game of the week on the Red Zone is the exact same game. So uh, just Justin Sims, Jeff Kate, they chose that game along. I guess you had a voice in it, Joe, did you? Probably not. No. <laughs> I mean, I only run the show, but, uh, you know, everything else is just planned around me, I guess. Right. Those guys just, yeah, Who know, am I? Who am I? They think they actually run it. I'll tell you what. East Hamilton's schedule looks pretty good. I mean, it looks – it plays out well for them to where they get Red Bank at the end of the season – and um, yeah, that's going to be one of their tougher games this year. Yeah, I um, 
What is that? They're about that's... to play McMahon County. They've got McMahon County coming up. Uh, I think that's in the ha- last half, second half of the season. Yeah, they play Red Bank on October 23rd. Or 22nd, I should say. At Red Bank. God, it's going to be a monster. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a monster right there. I mean, there. they got a good shot at going undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, they really do. To that point. I don't think McMahon County will be as good as they have been uh, with no. that all-star running back they had last year. Jalen Hunt. Yeah, Jalen Hunt yeah, was, he was the man. He was a dog, man. 